The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast reflect those of the speaker and do not reflect positions of any agency or business. It's all blown out of proportion, try hard, mindless blabbery. These purposely exaggerated opinions are posted for entertainment purposes only. Get it? Got it? Good. And now, from the fortified bunker in his single-family dwelling in the city of Bridges, YXE, for the There I Just Said That podcast, here's Greca. How come women always ask after you fart, do you have to go to the bathroom? Or is that just the women in my life? It's Gregor there. I just said that the podcast. Oh, my wife's going to be so mad at my impression over there. That's that's not what I sound like, she'll say. Uh, Honestly, I uh, grew up and my mom always used to say that. Now my wife. uh, Yes, I fart lots. I'm a dad. Okay, I like beans and cheese. But why do you say that? In fact, no, I don't. I don't have to go to the bathroom. If I did, I would go to the bathroom. Not every fart necessitates a trip to the bathroom. If a poop's a coming, yeah, I'll go handle it. But uh, mommy, wow, I'm a big kid now. That's what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> oh, that's a good laugh. I bet you didn't think you were going to hear about poops and farts right out of the chute here for episode uh, 64. And you probably didn't think you were going to hear about this either. I didn't think I was going to hear about this. I would quantify this by saying I consider myself to be pretty lucky. I've suffered some loss in life, you know, but for the most part, very healthy family, friends, you know, which isn't to say that I haven't lost people that I I know and care about to suicide. I've known people that were like murdered and, and to disease, but I feel very blessed. I recently found out, though, that I have to say F cancer, <clears throat> a really great friend from childhood I found out has like stage four like very serious cancer and it just had me like reflecting a lot on my life because I grew up in Rundle in Calgary northeast Calgary and our street was amazing we had the best neighbors it was a great block there was like we'd have these huge Christmas parties at our house so many fun times so many kids we were all within like four years of each other all on the same block, like right on the same side of the street. There was about six houses in a row, seven houses there, whatever it was. And I carry with me such fond memories of that time. And it's one of these guys, uh, Chris, that was uh, diagnosed here, and he's begun some pretty intense chemo. But I remember going to their house, and like he was the guy that like introduced me to Van Halen. <laughs> he had like Van Halen records when I was probably like five years old. And we built go-karts, raced them in the alley. We would play grounders until the sun went down at the end of the block. And our parents would call on us. We'd say, oh, you're going to, your parents were going to come calling on us <laughs> right away. We used to go to uh, our cabin, like for a guy's weekend. We did this a few times and just like burp and fart for days. And he grew up to be such a good guy, such an amazing dad. Still like the loud, laughable guy that I remember. And last year, actually, at my parents 50th anniversary he showed up and man did we laugh and reminisce and if I'm being honest I at the time felt actually a little bit uh, bad because there were so many people there to visit and I have to confess that I spent quite a bit of time with uh, he and his wife and uh, his mom was there too there she's really good friends still with uh, my parents but you know what now I'm glad that I did and I hope that we still get some more time he's in for a struggle but I hope he can kick cancer's ass because uh, we've traded Traeger recipes this year, uh, texting back and forth. And I know he was working on this amazing cabin for his family and the shoe schwabs. And he's like, you got to get out there. Oh, it'd be so great to get everybody out there sometime. And um, anyways, I'm hoping, uh, hoping for the best for him. And 
And I think one of the surprising things is that he gets regular colonoscopies. So how they didn't detect this until now, like I don't quite understand. It makes me nervous because I'm supposed to get them every five years. I get them too. I'm due for my next one next year. And I don't know. I've thought this before too. I'm like, isn't five years like a long, <laughs> it's kind of a long time. What if you like the next day after the colonoscopy start getting cancer? It grows for five years. And by the way, like a quick aside here for those lucky enough to have had one. Everyone beforehand told me that the prep is the worst. You have to drink this like ginormous bottle of whatever to totally clean your system out, right? So like, I can't even remember. Every hour on the hour, it's like a centurion, but it's this kind of juicy whatever stuff. You got to chug another like cup of this liquid. So, but everybody swore to me that that was the worst part. And I can tell you that it was not. Okay, don't listen to them. If anyone, if you've got to get a colonoscopy and everyone's like, oh, the prep is the worst part. No, the worst part is still when they stick the hose into Never Never Land. <laughs> okay. I don't think they even gave me enough meds. I recall being like quite aware of everything that was going on when it was happening. And I kept thinking, aren't I supposed to be more out of it right now? And all of a sudden it was just like, sing to the mountains, sing to the sea, raise your voices, lift your hearts. You know what I mean? Just awful. I thought I was just going to be out of it. Instead, I was like, okay, I'm in the room. And then just woohoo. Anyways, I would have drank that crap for days if it meant not getting a hose in my hee-hoo. And one of the funny parts afterwards is the doctor says, you're going to probably want to ease back into eating now. And I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. Uh, not telling him that I had ribs on the trigger. <laughs> and it happened to be Miracle Treat Day of all things. So I was washing uh, my ribs down with a tasty DQ blizzard. But anyways, my point is, F cancer. Don't mess with Rundleview Drive. Kick some ass, Chris. Love you, man. Of course, I'll finish off the episode with a little rant here. Rant time. And I hate talking about the weather, but <clears throat> can everyone calm down about the snow that we had? I love how everyone was just up in arms over that last little spring snowstorm last week. As if you had big plans. <laughs> it's Saskatchewan. Even if it was nice, it was going to be too windy to golf. The ground would still be all mucky and wet. Like, what were you going to do that the snow really put a sour note on your plans? Huh? Tough guy? Everybody's like, can't believe this weather. Can't, can't believe it. Like, what were you going to do? Okay, we're in that. It's not winter anymore, but it's not quite spring yet zone. It's not like the snow ruined your river float. You had a case of beers bought. You know, you didn't, you didn't have to cancel your strawberry picking adventure. <laughs> We're stalled. It's snowed. It's April. It's life. Chill. There, I just said that. Okay, time to go now. That's the end of the episode. <laughs>